Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another crazy season of the NBA with the Watching the Boxes podcast hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet. Shout out to Hashtag Basketball for still sponsoring the show. Um, I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me after a long hiatus of one of the weirdest basketball seasons of all time, uh, straight from the bubble, is my good friend, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael, what a great day it is today. You know, basketball's almost back. It's going to be the craziest week in the NBA, maybe history coming up. Um, so much to look forward to. You, It's going to be uh, – it's already been weird wild uh, last season with the, the bubble and um, – the way they're going to immediately swing back into the season. Um, all signs point to the fact that uh, the NBA will be starting in December. Um, we have a truncated like off season. Fancy season just ended really. Um, and now on December 22nd, fantasy season is going to begin again so we really only have about a month to prepare everybody for uh for next season where uh there'll be a set it's gonna be a weird one it's gonna be a 72 game and they still i don't think they've figured out how the teams are gonna all be playing each other which all could be factors into uh ranking these guys coming into next season yeah so i i think we're gonna see some more regional games and we might not see uh every player go to every stadium like we have in the past. So there's going to be a lot of weirdness about um, the entire season, I think. And that could be good and bad, right? Like we're, we're all going to have to adapt on the fly. Yep. And this is, I, I, I personally think like if you are um, either new to fantasy basketball or starting up fantasy basketball, or you're a long time veteran of fantasy basketball, this is going to be an incredibly unique season. Um, it is, and I, I would recommend not trying to have a similar fancy basketball season that you normally have going into it. I think uh, adjusting to the fact that uh, we're not sure if games are going to be postponed sometimes. We're not sure if specific players are going to be playing like, you know, like 10 games against one team. Um, and kind of opening it up to being like, all right, I never play Roto anymore, but Roto is, I, I personally think Roto is the best way to play fantasy basketball, but like this year, I think it's actually maybe, um, mandatory that you play Roto because you're going to have a game's limit you can rely on versus hoping that, um, each week, uh, the games that are supposed to be played in that week will actually happen. So, like, I, I think just being open-minded uh, this year in, in the way you approach your fantasy basketball and, hey, you know, trying something new. This is um, going to be a learning experience for everybody involved, especially uh, a bunch of us who've been doing it for decades. I, I'm talking to some of the other guys that we, um, that we know in the fantasy basketball world, uh, they don't know really what to make of it either. Yeah, I think week, weekly leagues are going to be extremely difficult, and you're going to have to put in some sort of rule if you're going to play weekly that you can make a change if a team gets waylaid for a week on Tuesday. Like, 
I don't know that it's really fair that you make that person, you know, lose that that whole week of production. So we're gonna have to just work around it. And I think, you know, um, if you play any other fantasy sports, you've you've seen that, right? Like fantasy football, fantasy baseball. Um, there's gonna be positive tests. There's gonna be games that get canceled probably, and so have to figure it out on the fly. Yeah, and uh, if you can kind of arrange your draft. I think that's going to be really hard too. You can't have in-person drafts likely depending on what state you're currently in. Um, If you can arrange your drafts closer to the start of the season, uh, you're just going to know, we're going to know a lot more about what the schedules are going to look like. um, And also what teams players are going to be on because the, the NBA draft is, I don't know, in four days, you know, when, from when we're recording this, this is the NBA draft is going to be on Wednesday and free agency opens on Friday, Tyler. I think uh, next week is going to be insane. So uh, we are going to be hitting the ground running here at the Watching the Boxes podcast. We are going to be uh, doing a, a rookie recap after the draft, and then it's going to be right into the free agency. And then we're going to be probably foregoing our normal uh, team previews because we don't got time for that. All we got time for is to adjust to the free agency signings. And um, I think we're just going to be bringing you uh, as many uh, hypothetical draft, mock drafts, drafting around a certain player, drafting around a certain punch, uh, punt strategy, um, as many of those as possible as we're approaching the beginning of the season. Because as of right now, um, there's about what five weekends before the season starts. Yeah, it's crazy, right? And not only that, but you know, normally in the like in the normal off season, we see you know the big wave at the beginning of free agency, right? Like the first couple of days where a lot of people sign, and then like teams aren't filling out their roster for like a couple of weeks normally. Well, training camp starts on December first. Wow! <laughs> so like we're literally talking. So you you mentioned it. Free agency starts on Friday. The first day they're actually allowed to sign players, you know, because of the moratorium that they always do, is on Sunday, the twenty second of November. You literally have like eight days to fill out your roster before training camp starts. It's going to be a wild and weird couple weeks here in the NBA. And we're going to try to bring you all the content, you know. Uh, We're going to try to uh, get you quick reactions to free agent uh, signings, just like we did last year. Uh, Those quick reacts are uh, going to be, for the most part, exclusive to our Patreon subscribers. Shout out to all our Patreon subscribers who stuck with us through the uh, the weird off season, um, we postponed. We, we're not charging anybody on the Patreon at this moment right now. We refused to uh, to have you, um, you know, sponsoring something that was just didn't exist for a while. But we are going to be starting up our Patreon uh, starting in December. If you want exclusive access to those quick hitters. Uh, quick reactions to free agent signings, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. We're also going to spin up our uh, listener leagues as well in the next few weeks. So look for uh, all that stuff on patreon.com slash watching the boxes or at watching the uh, watching the boxes. Yeah, that's my Twitter account. Jesus. It's been a while, Tyler at watching the boxes on Twitter or at Tyler P Watts with two T's. Dude, that's not even your Twitter account. Your Twitter is at watch the boxes, not watching. Oh my God. It's, it's, <laughs> that's, it is at watch the boxes. You're right, Tyler. It has been, uh, it has been a very, very, very long time since I have talked into this mic about this podcast. 
uh, but I am happy to be back, and I think we should just get into you, it. You you better go grab at watching the boxes now, or like all someone's gonna steal that. They're gonna imitate you. They're gonna pretend to be you. Some son of a bitch is gonna <laughs> go out there and act like they know about fancy basketball and give you bad <laughs> advice. Listen, if you've ever gotten bad advice from uh, at watch the boxes, you might have been following at watching the boxes. Um, <laughs> do, there's no proof that either one of those is me. So if it was bad advice, I assume it was some scam artist. And if it was good advice, it was obviously me. And also, yeah, that's another thing. We're going to recap all of our uh, our uh, predictions for last season, see how accurate we were. I think we're going to do that very, so very soon. I, I, it's going to be fun because I don't super remember mine because it was a really long time ago. But I do remember one that I really hit on, which I'm excited about. Yeah, that was over a year ago. Uh, when we made our predictions for the season, because the season had started by now um, last year, and that's uh, we're living in weird, uh, weird, weird, weird times. And so I think today, what this episode is about is just pre prepping people for the upcoming season, uh, how to uh, how to approach the draft, how to approach your league, on how to approach the season, what to look for uh, heading into that start date before your draft. And we want to kind of prep everybody, whether you're a first-time fantasy basketball person or an old veteran. Like we said, this could be a weird year. So uh, let's get into it, Tyler. Uh, what, um, How are you approaching this season? Like, What, what are you kind of uh, starting to look for, and how are you building uh, your, I guess, analysis prior to this year's drafts? Well, that's a that's a long question there. That's a good question though. Um, you know, I think we we kind of do this every year, right? We we're gonna make our first couple picks, and then we're gonna try to determine what what strategy, what's the best um, way to go about building a team around those picks. Um, depending on your league, right? And then that that always makes a big difference. But especially if you're playing head to head, like you don't need to win every every category. You know, eight zero nine zero every week. You just got to win, you know, 5-3 or 5-4. So, you know, you can build on your strengths. You can maybe punt some categories. Um, that's that's always my strategy is I'm going to go for the players, you know, that, that really fit my build and maybe aren't necessarily the absolute best all-around, you know, player raider person on the board. Um, I think that strategy is still going to work in the crazy 72-game season. Yeah, I would agree with you that I'm not changing the way I'm um, kind of looking at building my team. Uh, we kind of recommend, well, actually kind of the mantras of watching the Boxes podcast is that for the most part, most players revert to the mean. Every year there's going to be a little bit of a breakout guy who's in his, you know, mid-20s or late-20s like Brandon Ingram last year. Um, I think, you know, Brandon Ingram finally broke out. But um, – most players, especially older players or veteran players, they revert to the mean. So these players aren't going to drastically uh, move up and down in your quote-unquote rankings from year to year. And the second thing that we always um, uh, kind of um, beat the drum of when it comes to drafting is – don't go into the draft with a punt strategy in mind because chances are it will be blown up within the first two rounds. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, what we like to do is best player available, uh, no matter what you're thinking of in the first couple rounds, 100% go with the best, most all-around, or just uh, overall 
like best in, in in like three or four categories, like top tier player. And then based on those first, whoever falls to you in those first two rounds, building your punt strategy out of the strengths and weaknesses of those first two players. And that's something we are going to really harp on in our draft series that we will be uh, spinning up here in the next few weeks. And I, I don't think I'm changing that strategy at all, Tyler. I know. I mean, I, I think, I think it's just the way to go and, you know, you got to leave yourself options, right? Like every player has a value. And even in a, in a, in a punch strategy, every player still has a value. Like, I don't think it's ever smart to go into a draft going, there is no way I'm going to draft, you know, any player. It doesn't matter who. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about some players that I'm a little bit worried about, you know, going into the season for uh, one reason or another, you know, in, in coming episodes. And it doesn't mean I'm never going to draft that player. That just means I'm maybe not valuing that player as high as other people are valuing that player. And so, but, you know, if Bradley Beal's around in the third round, like I'm obviously going to take Bradley Beal. Yeah, you don't want to religiously adhere to your punt strategy, especially early on and miss a guy who is, you know, a top 20 player that you could have got with a 30-second pick. Um, that just It's just bad, it's bad strategy, and it's a good way to uh, – you can't win a league on your draft, but you certainly can lose it at your draft. And um, I think that's a really good way to lose it is to um, – you know, religiously stick to a very specific strategy instead of adjusting to the way the draft falls to you. And so that's uh, still my advice. What do you think about this? So I think in the short 72-game season where we're going to move around, I would recommend making at least one change to the way you draft. In a lot of my leagues, we're going to go with a couple more bench spots. Theory is that if some of these guys, you know, get taken out for a week or two weeks. Now, I, I usually only play mostly in daily leagues anyways, but I don't want, you know, a guy to have three players on any team, Team X, the Lakers, right? Three Lakers, and then the Lakers get taken out for a week because of a or two weeks because of a COVID issue, and then that guy literally has no bench to use because he's got LeBron and Anthony Davis and whoever in the third Lakers, Rajon Rondo, right? that he's got to hold on his bench because they're not playing. Yeah, I would try to um, make it as fair as humanly possible for this season, Uh, add some IRs, add some extra bench spots, Uh, allow people to use the IRs and bench spots uh, in any way, shape, or form they see fit. Um, But I think you bring up a good point. Like, if you were in a league that doesn't do that, and, you know, obviously rule number one is know your league. Like know what the what points uh, get you if you're in a points league. Like what stats are the most important. Weigh your rankings based on that. If you're in a head to head categories league, which is we recommend only playing in categories leagues here. Um, the points leagues kind of get weird sometimes. Um, but if you're in a categories leagues, uh, then and you are not getting good IRs, you're not having an extra extra bench spots in there. Then maybe you should avoid drafting multiple players on the same team. Yeah, right, and, and it's all an adjustment, and um, I'm not going to pass on a player just because he's on the same team, I don't think, but, I mean, maybe, you know, when it gets down to that that big kind of clumpy tier of a lot of similar players, you know, maybe that's the deciding factor between going with a player over a different player, you know. Uh, maybe I'm going to take a Suns player over a Laker because they have very similar values and they give you similar stats, but 
I already have two Lakers. Yeah, and I uh, this that's a good segue into what I do to prepare for my drafts is that I really recommend if you have the time, obviously, you no, know, some people don't. Some people are busy people and they like to do this for fun. Uh, me and Tyler take fantasy basketball probably a little too seriously, but uh, I, I don't think you can take fantasy basketball too seriously. Um, I like to make my own rankings and I, uh, we, uh, usually use hashtag basketball.com. They have great rankings out there. They have great projections. We, we recommend checking uh, hashtag basketball. They have a great um, tools to prep for the draft. And if, uh, if our good friend Joey is uh, on his game, I know it's a, a quick turnaround for next season. You might actually have an in draft uh, tool that he's going to be premiering this season. So I would go check out hashtag basketball.com for that. Uh, what I do is I take the rankings uh, from from hashtag basketball or whatever site you prefer and i make my own rankings out of that so i am still sticking with my uh theory that there are about three tiers of players there's obviously the top players Giannis, harden anthony davis the best players in the in the league that are just a tier above everybody else and then you have another tier of players, which is probably about 15, 16 players, and I haven't I haven't gotten that far in ranking my players yet this year. Uh, that are you know just easily must-haves, easily uh, great players. And then there's a third tier of players that are pretty good. Uh, they either do something unique or they're um, just a, a little headed uh, ahead above the rest of the pack. But after about 40. You know 40 or so picks right in that 40 to 45 range the value of the players starts evening out and i call you know once you get into that 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 first um range where these these players are all kind of like a little bit better a little bit worse a few extra minutes here might move a player up you know 15 uh ranks instead of two um, or you know, an extra 0.3 steals suddenly boost a player from the 70th best player to the to the 55th best player. I call that the first plateau. And from about 45 to 75, maybe 80, that's the first plateau of players. And I really feel like all those players can be grouped into one. Um, I will take any of these players based on how I feel about my team, how what I'm punting, what strategy I want, and even now with, hey, maybe I'm going to avoid players that are on the same team as my best players. Uh, and after that, I think it's just a big, fat second plateau. A bunch of players that I, I, I would wait you know, younger players, players that potentially could break out into, you know, who are like 100, 120, maybe they could be the 80th best player next year. That's, uh, I would rank those guys higher, but most of those guys in the second plateau are, they're all right players. They're, you know, either average or slightly above average, and they're all interchangeable at that point. We're talking about basically in the end of your uh, starting uh, lineup to the bench into the waiver wire. That's where that second plateau starts. I'm still going to rank all my players like that. I would suggest everybody else uh, follow a similar strategy. Yeah, and you can make your own rankings on hashtag basketball using his fantastic premium fantasy basketball tools. Um, so, yeah, and I, I, I love to do that too. Um, I love to not be a slave to any ranking set either. You know what I mean? Like I think... Sometimes, you know, like you mentioned, we I say, you know, oh, this is my 50th best player and this is my 55th best player. I have to take my 50th best player. Like, I think that's a mistake. Like, maybe the 55th best player fits your build better and that's the one you should go with. So, 
you know, I think each draft is its own individual thing and you shouldn't worry about what you paid for the player in a lot of senses. Like you should just get the player that best fits your build. Absolutely. Um, one of the weirder things going into this season, I think is going to be, especially for those of you who are um, kind of veteran players, people who play with other people who know what they're doing. Um, you know, you, you uh, there is going to be, I think, a, a premium put on players that did well in the bubble. So I actually do think, you know, one of the things we look for in the draft is uh, guys who are just overrated um, or overexposed uh, who end up going two rounds too high. Uh, and those are usually, you know, young hot sleeper names, guys who blew up. Uh, at the end of the season before. Uh, and then you, those people uh, who love those types of players, they end up overlooking like old, older guys, older veterans who are like always like, you know, the, the 30th best player. It's like DeMar DeRozan is not a fun name. It's not a sexy name. DeMar DeRozan is a solid, good fantasy basketball player, probably in the, in the midst of that tier, that third tier. Uh, he's probably going to be exactly there too, but that's not an exciting pick, but who cares? And that's one of the things I want people to avoid. Exciting picks are uh, fun. This is supposed to be fun. But if you want to win your league, um, make sure you understand when your excitement is overhyping a, uh, a young talent that hasn't proved themselves or only has, uh, you know, 20 good games to his name. Um, try not to rank those players over guys who have a career's worth of solid a play but uh tyler do you think that the bubble is going to skew the uh the draft rankings or the uh the average draft position of some of these players oh for sure and, and it was such a small sample size like you know there was eight eight regular season or seeding games whatever you want to call those and then you know we we had the normal the normal ish playoffs and then we had the play-in which obviously was you know the big separator there but i mean nobody played that many games inside the bubble and so all of it was kind of a small sample size. And I think, you know, guys like Jamal Murray, you're definitely going to see, you know, they get a little bit of premium put on them because of what happened in the bubble. And I'm not, that's not to take anything away from, you know, guys like Jamal Murray's performance, which was fantastic. You know, Tyler Hero is another guy. Like, I think he played so good in the bubble that there's going to be a lot of hype on him. And specifically, we can talk about if you want, but like, it's going to be hard for him to become a really top tier fantasy basketball option. He is good at a couple of things, but when it comes to players that we enjoy in fantasy basketball, these are players that can do things across the board, especially looking at the uh, the rarer stats, assists, steals, blocks. Uh, Tyre Hero is not that type of player. He's probably going to be uh, on a lot more teams than he needs to be, and he's going to be drafted a lot higher in drafts simply because of the heats. Uh, and shout out to the main, my main man, Jimmy Butler, uh, one of the, the greatest uh, players of all time, MV, finals MVP Jimmy Butler, um, because of the Heat's run in the finals, through the bubble, with all the attention on the Miami Heat and Tyler Hero's incredibly good play, could be well, well, well overrated. I completely agree with that. Yeah, and, and those are... You know, like you, you got to not fall into the trap. Like you know, nobody from the Kings is is too sexy. Nobody from you know the Cavs is too sexy, right? But that doesn't mean they are not valuable players on those teams. 
Yes, the most important stat, as always, is minutes per game. Um, that usually trumps all other um, analysis. Is that if, you know, with the rare exception, obviously, uh, but we will get into that as we start talking about uh, our rankings and tiers in uh, future episodes. But real quick, Tyler, I want to take a break to introduce a new affiliate of the Watching the Boxes podcast. Guys, uh, we're blowing up on. On the on the uh, on the advertising world here at Watching the Boxes, and uh, we were pretty happy to have Thrive Fantasy uh, join us here at the Watching the Boxes podcast. Thrive Fantasy, you can find them at thrivefantasy.com, or you can download their uh, online app. It is um, a, a, a kind of a unique take, and I think we like the the more unique takes when it comes to your kind of like daily fantasy. Um, type of, uh, you know, I guess, betting situations um, is that Thrive Fantasy is actually, uh, well, I guess thrives on, that's not even in the copy, Tyler. I, I wrote that myself. Um, on player prop bets for daily fantasy sports. And I don't think I've ever seen any of the uh, the major, um, you know, daily fantasy uh, groups do specifically player prop bets. And so, Basically, you choose the sport you want to uh, do prop bets on, and you enter a contest with a bunch of other people who are making prop bets. So this is kind of like an in-between between daily fantasy and, like, you know, prop bet gambling. Um, you Right now, the NFL is in full swing. You basically choose 10 out of 20 player prop bets to build your lineup. And based on the, guess, the rarity of the prop, um, you will uh, each one of those prop bets – has a very specific points allocated to that prop bet. The more prop bets you win, and the more um, you know point totals associated with the uh, the over under or the prop bet, um, the more um, chance you have of winning the entire contest. So the more risk you take, the more chances you could actually win the entire kind of like group contest. But um, if you kind of like go with like, you know, you're kind of like point spreads over unders, those have a, you know, kind of like a more chance of winning, but less points. So it's kind of like a mix between uh, daily fantasy and uh, gambling on sports. And if you are in a state that does not have gambling, I think this is probably as close uh, that you're going to get to gambling on sports um, legally in your um, very um, backward state that doesn't allow gambling like we do here. In Illinois, shout out to Illinois for legalizing gambling on sports is something that I'm addicted to. Uh, but if you, even if you are in a place where you can gamble on sports, I think ThriveFantasy.com is worth the effort. I've been playing a little bit of it, and uh, you know, if you know what you're doing, if you understand uh, kind of like the prop situations, if you're like fully invested uh, in a sport, especially with the NBA, I think I think there's a lot less people out there who who understand the NBA than you think. Um, I think you can rack up a pretty uh, sizable um, you know, bankroll on ThriveFantasy.com and ThriveFantasy.com if you sign up using the promo code WTB, watching the boxes, WTB for that promo code. You will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit. So if you sign up for, I believe they match up to $50. But if you sign up for anything over $20, you are going to get an extra $20 bonus, instant bonus. You sign up at thrivefantasy.com using the promo code WDB. So go 
check that out. Shout out to ThriveFantasy.com, uh, bringing a, a, a bringing me more ways to gamble on sports. Um, something that I always appreciate, Tyler. I have an addiction, and it is a problem. Yeah, so I mean, everybody should go throw twenty bucks in there and start playing because I feel like our listeners can win a lot of money. So go throw Absolutely. twenty spot a- in there. Just check it out. It's it's a pretty fun <laughs> site, and you know you can make some money, which is always fun. I mean, it's always fun to make money. Yeah, get that get that match, get that extra twenty dollar bonus, and get on your free money. Like you know, it's a it's a riskless situation, and if you get good, man, you could just build up a nice bankroll there. Um, so go check it out, thrivefantasy.com. That promo code. And you can take Mike's money, which, I mean, who doesn't want to do that? Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, I, won't, I won't mind as long as you use the promo code WTB when you sign up. Um, Tyler, let's talk about, um, I guess, the final thing is that if you are going to be setting up um, leagues this year, you know, what is, uh, from your perspective, the way you like to play based on the way we know this season, what we know about the season right now, how would you go about setting up, like, your ideal league? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to play daily for sure, just because I think stuff is going to change quickly and there's going to be a lot of out-of-left-field things that happen. So I'm definitely going to play daily, daily lineups. Um, I'm going to play head-to-head still, head-to-head categories. I I mean, that's just my go-to. That's what I like to play. Um, I'm going to play daily. I'm going to add in – I've made this push for the last few years, and I think it should still be a thing, unlimited IR, because you can't control how many of your players get hurt. I don't think you should have to hold a guy on your bench because he got injured. Just because he's good, like you had no control over that. So I'm a big fan of the unlimited IR. Like if you if you guys hurt, there's you I mean, it's not like you did anything. So and I'm gonna go with probably the the the, the, the traditional ten man starting lineup, but I'm gonna go two guards, two forwards, I'm gonna go two guards, three forward slash centers, and then I'm gonna go with the rest utils getting away from that um rigid position basketball yeah because i think everyone's getting away from that rigid position basketball and the thing i don't want to be a slave to is the site right like we talk about this all the time you know yahoo makes one guy a center and then on fan tracks he's a small forward power forward and on espn he's a you know he's a power forward slash center and it's like I don't want to. I want to just feel like I can play the guy where he plays in NBA basketball. So, and then for bench, I'm probably going to go with five this year. Probably going to go with a 15 man roster. That gives me a little bit more flexibility to uh, move things around if something crazy comes up. What about type of draft? Um, you know, I'm always a big fan of auctions, but they're they're time consuming, and I understand a lot of people don't want to take that time. Um, so I'm, I'm fine with the traditional kind of snake draft. If that's your, if that's your thing, that's your style. Um, I'm good with, I'm good with either, either way on that, but I would I recommend, and I think you nailed it. I think I would recommend waiting until 
I don't want to say the last possible moment, but the last possible moment. <laughs> yeah. And I we did this um, in a couple leagues last year, drafting after the start of the season. One game or two games into the season, really honestly not that big of a deal. You really shouldn't well, ch- change your idea of who you're going to draft based on the first game of the season. Well, and it's sadly it's going to be weird because of Christmas is right there. So it's like you know you want to be spending time with your family and, and all that stuff. And, and I get I get that. But here's the cool here's the cool part. You know, a lot of people you should be get spending off. time watching basketball. Well, here here's the cool part. The lot of people get off like you know twenty third, twenty fourth, in the lead up to Christmas. There, maybe you can hold your draft. Yeah, okay. Like that first night, it's going to be two games, right? And that what we always pretty much see is like two games on the first night where it's you know the championship gets their the champion gets their ring and the. You know, there's like the game before it and then that. So if that's the case, like doing your draft on Wednesday, you miss two games. We don't know what the schedule is going to look like yet, but like I have no issues drafting on like, you know, even that Saturday after Christmas, like the 26th. You know, if, you, if you're doing your draft, then like you've missed, you missed four days. You've missed maybe two games for, for some teams, maybe three. Um. Who cares, right? Like, what's the, there's no big deal. It won't change anything. Uh, you could even have retro stats, and the only thing that would maybe affect is the some of the later picks. Some people making their last picks on some guy who went off in the, like the first game or whatever off the bench. Um, yeah, I guess you could have that, but like you're all in the same boat. Then that's the most important thing when you're coming in the draft is that everybody understands what what they're getting into. They understand the type of um, league you're going to be playing with and everybody understands that they are all on the same page they're all uh, coming in to that draft i am with you tyler i think um the added bench is a must this season uh i'd also like to move uh, maybe a little bit more traditional i like you know guard forwards uh I'm, i'm willing to get rid of the center position when it comes to setting up my leagues but i actually um especially if you're like kind of new to um, fancy basketball would really recommend playing in maybe a little bit of a shallower league, Um, like maybe two guards, two forwards um, or three forward centers. And then like two to three utilities Um, drafting less players and having less players be, um, I guess, meaningful um, allows the waiver wire to be a lot more interesting. And I think that kind of, um, allows newer players but maybe people who aren't as versed in the nba uh as you are um to feel more comfortable um playing in in an entire season league um i think you know if when you have guys who are relevant who get 12 minutes a game for a lot of people that's not that's not a fun league. And even for me, that's not that fun of a league for me personally. I know some people love the minutia of, you know, these bench players and, and, and trying to squeak out a win based on uh, predicting who's going to have a, a good game on a Saturday and come off the bench. But I, you know, I, I don't think that is um, most people's interest well, when it comes to fantasy basketball. I think regardless of your league this year, you're going to have to pay a lot more attention to that waiver wire. Absolutely. Because, you know, say, I mean, I don't know, give me any big name player, you know, Jimmy Butler, you mentioned him a little bit ago, right? Maybe he gets out with a COVID issue and then, you know, that Heat team is going to look completely different. You know, you're taking away his 20 points a game and his primary playmaking that he's he's doing for that Heat squad. Like, so 
those those guys on the waiver wire are going to become even more valuable this year because I I think if it's seventy two games in the regular time we play eighty two minus the the month and a half we've already missed two months that we're going to already miss. You're going to see a lot more back to backs. You're going to see a lot more resting of star players. You're going to see you know people getting taken out for injuries. You're going to see people taken out for now COVID related stuff. So you know those bench plots and those bench players and those waiver wire players are going to be even more important and more valuable because you know someone's going to have to step up and fill those roles when when things happen this is going to be um really like how how i personally do it is like i follow a bunch of people on twitter especially beat writers uh you know and people you know nba twitter is a great place right at least it can be at times and um, staying in tune on Twitter um, to what's going on is going to give you a leg up uh, when it comes to playing the waiver wires. And that's really after after the draft, like preparing for your drafts, number one, but then playing the waiver wire is number two. Um, uh, making good trades is obviously always part of it. We're going to get into what we look into that as, uh, as we get the season going. Uh, but we're definitely going to bring you waiver wire stuff, um, trade stuff throughout the season, uh, no matter how weird it gets. Uh, we might have to bring you more waiver wire stuff, maybe a little bit quicker this season, based on um, just the weirdness uh, and the condensed season. But yeah, if I'm Tyler, if I'm starting an ideal league, I'm always going with Roto. Going with a Roto league, uh, I think this year it's even more important to play Roto um, because you can just set a games limit and you can just kind of pick and choose how you want to play, when you want to play players, how you want to play them um and bring in you know guys who are going to have a really good night maybe coming up you could throw them in and get a start in your guard position and get a, a quality start um i think that it gives you a little bit more flexibility uh instead of having to like pack a bunch of games in in a week or try to make up games uh before the end of the week you got the entire season to make sure you get your games um played and let's talk about a roto strategy question for one second with yeah go game. ahead Come in. Um, are you going so you know like most of the time right in a roto league you know in a normal season you know you set the set the games limit for the number of games that every team is going to play so in this case so it would be 72 right are you more likely to throw in a guy early maybe the matchup is good but not great but he's normally on your bench are you are you more likely to throw him in there early in the season now because we don't really know what in the wide, wide world of sports is going to happen uh, going forward. Um, yes, absolutely. In fact, I would recommend doing that um, even in years that are irregular NBA years. I do not want to go into um, – I like to be a little bit ahead on games because I think you should always play a hot hand. If you got a guy on your bench – who's playing like a top 20 player for two weeks, but you're like, well, he's not, you know, but he's not my starting guard. Put him in, go up on games with your guards. It's worth it to get quality starts, no matter when or how you get them. Just always get those quality starts. Um, I don't like to be like incredibly too far ahead in, in games. Uh, maybe this year, it's just, uh, it would make sense to be ahead in games. It, it, so you know, you're getting someone who is going to be playing because you just don't know what's going to happen. But at the end of every season, there's guys sitting, there's weird, uh, suspicious injuries where guys are not playing back-to-backs or they're just, you know, not, not going to play the last 10 games of the season, pulling like a LeBron where they just kind of like sit out for a couple weeks in the middle of the season. Um, the 
think the ideal situation with a roto league is that you have a flexibility um, going into the last kind of like month and a half where you can focus on the categories that will bring you the most gain. And you can kind of like right before the trade day deadline shift your strategy towards getting the most points out of the categories you can compete in. Because the beginning of it should just be like, you know, being a good team, compiling, getting quality starts. And then later you can shift towards, all right, starting guys that strategically make it possible for you to me to move up. Maybe the steals category is really tight. So get a few more steals guys on my team, make a trade for it right before the trade deadline, and then load up on those steals, get seven, you know, go move up seven ranks and steals. Um, that's the game within the game with Roto. And that's why, that's why I enjoy Roto the most is because there's, you got your regular, like, hey, get good guys, get good players, draft well, play the waiver wire. But then you also got the game within the game. Uh, it's not like you just sit around and be like, oh, I hope I get a win rebounds again this week. Um, it's a constant battle uh, for all nine categories, and that's what I like about Roto. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, Roto is, is just um, – I actually wouldn't really recommend a new player playing Roto just because I think there's so much nuance to it. But if you don't really understand what's going on, it's super hard to win. Unless you're all new to playing Roto. And then that's maybe a little bit different. But I feel like Roto takes yeah. a, a lot more in-depth thought. And, and you kind of got to realize, like, okay, you know, maybe I, I can move up a lot in blocks. And this guy that I'm going to pick up is going to get me blocks and rebounds. But he's going to tank my points a little bit. Can I take the hit in points? Will I get the blocks? You know, like, there's so much nuance to it that I think the... the a new player just wouldn't really understand. I think that's super fair. Um, the uh, unless you're kind of like into that type of like calculation or uh, inherently, um, or or kind of like a, a math person, yeah. If you're just starting off fantasy basketball, maybe you know, maybe stick to head to head, um, or you know, have an agreement that we're all going to try roto together. And no one here really knows how to play roto. We're all going to do it together. I think getting like-minded people like skilled people to all play together is the best way to make fantasy basketball fun. Um, I don't think it's very fun to spring an auction draft on two new, uh, two new friends, like two friends of yours who are new to fantasy basketball. Just be like, Oh yeah, we're going to do an auction draft sucker and then just blow them out of the water. That's, that's not fun. I, I think everyone should be kind of on the same page and you should actually talk about, um, with the entire group and vote on uh, what you want to see. You know, do you want uh, more bench spots this year? Do you want more IRS spots? If you're in a in a consistent league that's not with strangers, um, I think getting everybody's input and playing uh, the in a consensus way is the best way to continually make fantasy basketball fun. I'm with you 100 on that. Nice. Um, I think that's it for the uh, welcome back to fantasy basketball episode, Tyler. Um, it's uh, we're gonna have a lot of content coming, hot and heavy. Uh, so um, if you guys want to hear anything specific out there, uh, let us know. We're very open to uh, you know diving into topics or even just random questions that uh, our listeners have. I'm excited to be back, Tyler. Um, I don't know about you. I think you're excited to be back. It sounds like you're excited to be back. Oh, I'm always excited. I, I think so. Where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. Apparently, you can find me on Twitter at Watch the Boxes. 
not watching the boxes, uh, who is a scam artist. Don't listen to that guy. Um, hit us up with your questions. Hit us up with your um, yes, any anything you want to hear coming into the season. Uh, we are going to be bringing you all sorts of uh, different takes on um, player rankings, drafts, our top sleepers. Uh, I'm going to be doing the you know our tier one, two, three rankings. Um, players to kind of watch going into the season. Uh, we're trying to get you as much content as humanly possible to get you prepared for the five weeks that you have to draft. So um, good luck um, and enjoy this uh, this incredibly crazy week of NBA free agency that's going to be coming up. I, I know I'm going to be very, very excited. Uh, I think that's it, and we will see you next time.